It's some cussing in this episode, so if you're around sensitive ears, please use your headphones. You're listening to From the Front Row with Letitia Cotto, a podcast for those who want to take center stage in their lives. I'm your MC and number one fan, Letitia Cotto, master life coach, motivational speaker, and Maven Mama. I'm here to show you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams by teaching you how to tap into your innate brilliance and worthiness. If you're ready to let go of what no longer serves you and step into the highest version of yourself, you're in the right place. Let's get it popping. Hey there, honey bunny. It's your girl, Letitia Cotto, and I'm coming at you live from the front row, teaching you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams. We're making it do what it do at the lavender layer, so you may hear a whole lot of lyric and life going on in the background. I recently sent out an email to the Honey Bunny Inner Circle, which is my gorgeous gang of go-getters. And if you're not a member, you totally should be. Anywho, I told them that I feel like I'm living out Sade's Soldier of Love song where she says, in the wild, wild west, I'm doing my best to stay alive. (laughs) So I've been trying to serve up some huge portions of self-love and grace to myself. You know, I keep telling myself that I've never lived through a pandemic before, so it's okay to not have everything figured out and have everything all nice and neat and that I'm not alone. Like I've literally had to tell myself that like a million times. And truth be told, most days I don't feel like a master life coach and motivational speaker. (laughs) I feel like I'm quarantine mom, just trying to keep her head above water. Like for real, my mantra has been just keep swimming a lo finding Dory. So I want to be transparent about that with you because, you know, it's important that you hear messages from real human beings like me who are just trying to figure it out the same way you are. And I think it's so easy to beat yourself up over how you're not measuring up all the things that you're not doing. Uh, But the truth is that the measuring stick that you're using, using, that you're using is probably some strangely arbitrary bullshit that you've concocted over the years. I mean, let's just keep it real, right? Anywho, All of that to say, I'm fully prepared to have this episode interrupted by the sounds of my family, the dryer, the who knows what, uh, and no matter what, we're going to have a good time today. You're going to learn a lot. Hopefully you'll laugh a lot. And then you're going to stay right at home and live a lot (laughs) in only the way that you can. Now, in each and every episode of From the Front Row with Letitia Cotto, I always invite you to keep an open heart and an open mind, especially if you hear stuff and stories, especially if you've been rocking with me for a while. You know, sometimes, well, who am I kidding? All the time, I tend to repeat myself. Uh, and instead of saying, oh, girl, I already heard that or I already know that or whatever, ask yourself, how can I take what's being shared and experience it in a different way, or look at it from a different perspective, or use it to shift uh, the way that I'm viewing something in my life right now. And also, take everything I say with a grain of salt. 
I don't care who it is, if it's me, if it's Beyonce, if it's Gabby Bernstein, if it's the Dalai Lama, you have been given your mind to think. I'm not all about this guru stuff. I think that you're the guru of you. And it's super important that you use that beautiful mind that you've been given to create a belief system and a life that feels good to you. So always go with your gut. If something doesn't feel right, if, if you try it on and it doesn't fit you, amen. You have full discretion in your life uh, to say, yeah, Tish, you know what? That don't work with me. I'm just grateful that you're kicking it with me, that you're listening and chopping it up with me. Uh, and I don't take that for granted. Um, yeah, so may tremendo aha moments inspire you to take center stage in your life so that you sing the song that God has placed in your heart. I speak it, I believe it, and I receive it. All right, let's get into it. Today, I want to talk to you about what your divine DNA says about you. So if you've been rocking with me, and I know you have been, you know that I got my ish together for 2020, honey. I did all my little due diligence at the end of last year. I sat down with myself and I said, self, what are we going to talk about in 2020? So our 2020 theme that's guiding all of this wholeness and goodness is own your magic. And to me, that's been my battle cry and a reminder to myself every single time, and it, it happens a lot. Uh, where I find myself wanting to shrink, to quit, to focus on the worst about myself. It's like, nah, Tish, uh, we don't got time for this. You got to own your magic. And honestly, that's how I talk to myself most days. Like, no, we ain't got time for this. Own your magic, right? So in Q1, January, February, and March of this year, we started off strong with Mastermind Your Life, which was really all about getting into the driver's seat of your life and making it matter. And how do you make it matter? By defining your values and getting crystal clear on what your vision for your life is, what you truly want to create, what matters to you after all is said and done. And then once you know what you value, then you create your roadmap so that you can get from where you are now to where you truly want to go. And then you focus on flow. And focusing on flow is really about how to ride the wave of the unknown as you drive the car. Because the truth is none of us live in a bubble. You can create the most beautiful, elaborate roadmap with, you know, uh, milestones and goals and deliverables and tasks. And ultimately something is going to pop up out of the universe, including a pandemic uh, that forces you to uh, switch your method around, never losing sight of the vision, but being flexible in your approach, right? So when I was piecing everything together uh, for this year and really thinking about, well, what am I going to talk about, you know, in Q1, you know, in the month of January, week two, uh, I'm a type A planner, so I can get super nerdy like that, right? Uh, so when I was piecing everything together, I had an internal conflict, uh, which for a solopreneur like myself is, is pretty much a staff meeting, right? So like I'm thinking about stuff, but then I'm trying to play devil's advocate. You know, that one person in a meeting that always have something to say about any idea that's thrown out, you know, and then the back and forth. Uh, I was doing that with myself. And I legit had a 20 minute conversation with myself about sequencing, like the order in which I'm going to talk about everything from January to December of 2020. Because clearly, I have all the power in the world and everything that I say <laughs> manifests perfectly, right? Oh, tremendo tangent. When I was a little kid, I spent copious amounts of time 
putting together the perfect playlists for my mixtapes. So back in the day, uh, especially if you are (laughs) under the age of 30, um, and maybe even if you're 30, hell, I don't even know. Um, But if you are under a certain age, you have never dealt with a cassette tape. So when I was a little kid, um, (laughs) you know, there was no SoundCloud, there was no uh, iPod, there was none of this beautiful technology. So really, you had to get it how you you could. Um, So I would make these mixtapes out of like cassette tapes, so 30 minute or 60 minute. And... I would put together a playlist, right? So I would think about the songs and the vibe and and the flow and and, and sonically what would make sense after this song. And I had to make sure that (laughs) the playlist, the side A and the side B playlists um, were the perfect length so that the tape didn't end and cut off the song that was playing. Uh, yeah, that was a whole thing. So it was like, not only what is the playlist, but how long are these songs and will it fit perfectly on one side of the tape, right? And then it was like a wild card because if I wanted to record a song that was playing on the radio, I didn't already have the time. So it may or may not work, right? Like, oh my God, I'm living dangerously. (laughs) Like I played zero games when it came to my mixtapes and, (laughs) and I definitely wasn't playing when I put together the 2020 themes for you. And, you know, I knew, so yes, see, you see how I took that tremendo tangent and I segued right back into this episode. Yes, honey, we are making it do what it do. Anywho, I knew I wanted to set a whole vibe this year. Uh, But again, I had this internal conflict. So part of me wanted to start this year with what I think of as your foundation, right? Like, and, and I think of you know, the foundation of anything, uh, in life for human beings. Um, I think of it as self-love and also understanding who you are to God and what that entitles you to, uh, which is what Q2 ended up being. Right. So I wanted to start out talking about that. Uh, I wanted to break all that down, you know, before launching into, you know, how to mastermind your life, how to get into the driver's seat of your life, because the way I think about it is you got to have a solid foundation, right? Before you build a house or before you start creating a bomb ass glam look, you know, for a night out on the town, you got to get your foundation right. Cause ain't nothing worse <laughs> than you wearing a shade of foundation that does not match your actual skin tone. And you don't realize it until you look at all the pictures from that night and you was looking right. Outfit was right. Hair was laid. Everything was great. And then your foundation doesn't match your face. (laughs) So you got to have a solid foundation uh, for your house and for your face. And honestly, that's what I'm passionate about as a coach and and as a human being, like understanding as best as I can what self-love means and and how that self-love ties into our relationship with God. And then taking all of that and sharing it you know, with you sharing my own tremendo aha moments with you and including you on the journey and praying that, you know, something, even if it's just a little sentence of what I say to you makes you go, oh, yeah, that's right. Like that, that's really what I'm passionate about. But the truth is I ended up um, settling the internal conflict um, <laughs> of how do I start this year off by opting for Mastermind Your Life. Uh, Because I thought about you and I thought about, you know, how do you live your life, right? And it just made more sense because the truth is 
You know, right now we human beings always look to January 1st as this magical date um, that is just a, a natural reset on life. So, you know, we usually wait until January 1st rolls around to, you know, start that new exercise program, the diet, you know, studying for the LSAT, finding a new job or whatever big change it is that we want to make. And, you know, it makes sense. New year, new me. On your market set, go. <laughs> but the truth is, when you really think about it, it's just an arbitrary date. And we can choose to start on any date or any day of the week that we, you know, want to. But it's something about January 1st and it's something about, you know, starting first thing Monday morning uh, that has most of us humans waiting. We're always waiting to get started, right? So now we've arrived to Q2, April, May, and June. And honestly, I don't know about you, but for me, it emotionally feels like we're somewhere in September. Like I feel like in the first three months of this year, we have lived out like nine months of like drama. It's like a huge telenovela, a global telenovela that we're all tuning into like WTF, what's going to happen next, right? It's just been a shit show. Pardon my French, and I'm probably going to be dropping S-bombs all over this episode, but you know it's true. It's just been a shit show. And as I shared earlier, for me, it's been a huge adjustment as a mamapreneur. And I even, (laughs) so much so that I even found myself in another staff meeting, meaning I had another internal conflict because I was like questioning, you know, whether or not I should go with what I had planned for 2020 or if I should change the quarterly and monthly themes. Cause yo, I want to keep it real and I want to keep it relevant to what we're all experiencing, right? And, you know, it's it's a lot of people out there right now who probably don't feel like their DNA is divine or that they're born to thrive and called to contribute, right? Uh, they probably feel like money is stretched thin and <laughs> stretched thin, if at all, you know, gone, Um, And so the idea of taking the time, you know, stopping and taking the time to reflect and to heal, you know, the money story that they have, yo, that feels like a luxury. Like stopping and taking time for anything is truly a luxury. Like time is, that's how you know you're wealthy. If you could do whatever you want with your time, that that's my theory, because most of us are like in such a rush to get stuff done. And we got to do this. And we got to do that. Cause we got to make the money. Cause we got to pay the bills. Cause we got to, ah, all before we die. So taking the time to stop and do anything, especially healing, uh, in the midst, <laughs> mind you, in the midst of a traumatic pandemic, um, feels to me like, you know, bullshit. And, and so again, another internal conflict for me to think about. Um, but ultimately I decided, as you can tell, uh, by the name of this, this episode, I decided to continue with what I originally planned because, yo, this is the time to contemplate it. This is the time to work on it. This is the time to teach it. You know, I've often said that you're never going to know how strong you are until you're put in a position where you got to be strong. You know, you're never going to know how creative you are until you're in a position where you have to rely on your own creativity. So, you know, if you always have everything handed to you and everything always works out, you're never going to know how dope you are. 
You're never going to know how resourceful you are, how resilient you are, and how creative you are because you're never called to do that because everything just always works out, right? So I kind of feel like collectively we're like in this metamorphosis stage, right? Like we're literally in our own little chrysalises. Is that that how you say that? Chrysalis? What's the plural of chrysalis? Chrysalises? Anyways, we're all in our own little chrysalis and we're changing, right? Like, like fundamentally our entire life, the way we do things is changing. Like you order a pizza and it's like, oh, oh, I forgot the phrase they're using, but it's like, you don't actually interact with somebody. It's contactless delivery, I think is what they're calling it, right? Like even the little things are changing and I just kind of feel like it's sludging up all the shit, And all of the ways that this paradigm that we've lived forever, especially during our entire lives that we've been alive on this earth, um, all the sludge uh, and the stuff that doesn't work is really being brought into the spotlight right now. Um, And I think that I suspect that once we emerge again, whenever that may be, uh, a lot of stuff is going to fundamentally change. Like I, I, I suspect that to be true because right now we're seeing a lot of truths, you know, good and bad and how we do stuff and especially what's not working, right? Like we're seeing how important teachers are. I mean, hello, teachers are so underpaid and so undervalued. And I, t- I can tell you right now, every parent in the entire world that is having to homeschool their kids is like, yo, I will, I will literally pay you a gazillion dollars for you to come and teach this kid, right? Like we're seeing how valuable teachers are. We're seeing how important healthcare is and how important our frontline healthcare workers are. Um, there's a lack of personal protective gear and these nurses and doctors and healthcare workers are going out there unprotected, helping and serving the sick and risking infection for themselves and their own families. And that is not okay. That is not working. Um, And we're seeing just how important the people that are often looked down as somehow less than, right, in society because they work in a grocery store or they deliver food or they work at a restaurant or they do something that's just not deemed uh, that important as, you know, working in finance, right? (laughs) Yeah, guess what, boo? All the essential workers right now are saving our ass. They are saving our ass and they're underpaid. They're, they're being paid a minimum wage and they are saving our ass. So just throwing that out there for you. You know, we're seeing how a lot of kids would actually go hungry if it weren't for public school. So personal story, back in 2016, I volunteered with the Junior League of Austin and they have this wonderful program where they deliver meals and they run a food pantry um, and they deliver meals to kids in two schools in the Austin area. Uh, so that the kids would have food to eat over the weekend. So we'd prep these bags filled with food, and it was supposed to be for just one kid, right? Like one bag, one kid. But the truth is that oftentimes these kids would take these bags home, and it would have to feed the whole family for the entire weekend until they got back to school to get their free breakfast and their free lunch. 
Um, I don't know if the stat has changed, but as of 2016, one in four kids in the state of Texas alone suffers from food insecurity. And food insecurity is like when you don't know where your next meal is coming from. So my heart goes out and I think about those kids because it's like now they're at home and there's no school and there's no lunch and there's no free breakfast. And I'm so grateful for all of the programs that are like, yo, if, if you're you know a kid, come get your food. Um, and that's not okay. It is not okay for kids to be going hungry, um, anywhere in the world, but especially here in my home, you know, in Texas and in the United States. And we're also seeing how hard it is to be a working parent, especially now that the kids are at home. Like I say it all the time, I tip my hats, my hat off to working moms. Not that I'm a not that I'm not a working mom, but like I don't have a traditional corporate job anymore, right? Um, to me, y'all are the real MVP, y'all parents that go in and, and work at these amazing companies and you you doing overtime and you come home and, and you handling your business, you know? And it, it gives me a new appreciation for my mom. Like I think back to her and how hard she worked and, and she'd come home and take care of me. And never once did I know how hard it was for her. You know, now I have my own kid and I'm bursting into tears daily because I feel so inadequate as a parent. And I'm not even like having to hop on the conference calls or having to do the work deliverables for a traditional corporate job. And I'm still like, oh my God, yo no puedo, yo no puedo con esta niña, yo no sé qué hacer. Like, I don't know what to do, <laughs> right? You know, parents are trying to teach their kids and still manage work deliverables. And let me tell you what that feels like if you don't have children. And that's okay if you, you don't have them, if you don't want them. Amen. I'm all about you, boo. But let me tell you what that feels like. It feels like herding cats. Like you got 25 cats in the living room and you're trying to herd them into one direction. Uh, it is friggin' hard. Uh, these little children out here are little tyrants trying to do what they want to do when they want to do when they want to do it. And, <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that we parents don't love them and we don't want the best for them. Uh, we still making it do what it do. But Lord Jesus, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, there's that. And, you know, we're also seeing um, how the fact that we have to stay at home is helping to clear up pollution in major cities like that is humongous. So, yo, it, I mean, it's like Mother Earth is doing like a detox right now. And, and I think in some parts of the world, it's even been shown like animals are coming out to the streets to chill, you know, because it ain't no people. Um, now, I'm not a politician and I'm not trying to use this platform to share my political beliefs or, or to, you know, hop on my uh, soapbox soapbox? Yeah, soapbox to like tell you about this and that and you need to believe this and you need to do... Nah, that's not what I'm trying to do. Um, but I do think that the paradigm that we are used to uh, is going to unravel and that we really have an opportunity to make some major shifts and to experience some tremendo aha moments around our beliefs, you know, our beliefs about our priorities, our money, our careers, our health, and our families. And I pray that a lot of goodness comes out of this terrible stuff. And I'm praying for all of our frontline healthcare workers, our essential workers, and the people affected by this terrible virus and their families. Like, 
I don't want to, I don't want to minimize the, the effed up shit that's, that's going on. Like, you know, I'm a Pollyanna and oh my God, like let's manifest and visualize and, you know, somehow pretend, you know, because we're in this safe little bubble that shit's not get going down because it is. Um, however, I am choosing to remain optimistic because I feel like when you lose hope, it's like stick a fork in me, I'm done. And I don't know about you, but I refuse to be done. Uh, so all of that <laughs> to tell you that in Q2, uh, which is April, May, and June of 2020, we're talking about your divine DNA. You see, I believe that you are divinity expressing itself in a unique human form, never before seen and never to be experienced again. You are a love letter that the universe is writing itself. You are needed. You are loved. You are supported by life itself, all because you showed up. So during the months of April, or during the month of April, uh, our theme is Born to Thrive. Uh, in May, it's Love Your Money. And in June, it's Called to Contribute. Uh, because your DNA is divine, you are born to thrive and to live an abundant life. Now, it's probably a good 80% of people out there that think that abundance, like they hear abundance and they immediately think money. And don't get it twisted. It, it is about money. It is about financial prosperity. And money is important. Um, so much so that May is dedicated all to everything money related. Um, but abundance and being born to thrive is so much more than being rich and having a lot of money in your bank account, right? And I think collectively, we're figuring that out right now. Um, you know, they're calling COVID-19 the great equalizer because it doesn't discriminate. You know, it doesn't care, oh, excuse me, it doesn't care if you make $100 a week or if you make $100 million a week, right? Like, it, it, it doesn't discriminate. Again, um, I'm not saying that to downplay the importance of money. I'm just highlighting the fact that our most beautiful memories uh, don't ever really include how much our paycheck was on, you know, March 13, 2017, right? <laughs> so in June, our theme is called to contribute because I believe that your gifts, your talents, your perspective, your experience, your training... All of it is for a purpose. And I'm excited about this month because I'm going to do something that I've never done before. And I'm specifically going to talk about entrepreneurship because most of my honey bunnies have a secret desire or they've kind of dabbled in it uh, to be an entrepreneur, uh, whether that's you know starting a side hustle, a full-time hustle, or whatever kind of hustle you want. And I've always shied away about talking about that. Um, but I really feel like now is the time because like I said, this paradigm is going to shift. The way that you make your money is going to shift. The way that money uh, impacts us is going to shift. And so I want to be a part of that conversation and I want to equip you and share with you um, the tips, tricks and training and mindset that have really been beneficial to me. So April, May and June is juicy honey. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. When you're creating the life of your dreams, you cannot use your reality. And so that was part of my internal conflict about continuing to do your divine DNA through this particular 
point in history. Um, because everything that I've just said, I know that I'm dropping little trigger bombs where it's like, mm, yeah, Letitia, but I'm living check to check. Or yeah, Letitia, yeah, that's that's not my reality. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Um, and what I will say to you is when you're thinking of your most beautiful life, your most ideal life, what you really, really want, um, <laughs> you can't use your reality. Because if you use your reality, guess what, boo? You're going to get more of your reality. You got to use your creativity and your imagination. Like if you want a next level life, that means internally you got to start shifting your mind to next level thoughts. And so at first there's going to be resistance. There's going to be criticism and judgment. And I just want to encourage you to peel those back. You know, I think a lot of, of what I do as a master life coach is just help people peel stuff back and go, what's underneath that? What's underneath that? What's underneath that? Ah, there we go. Um, so as I'm going through the divine DNA and the born to thrive material, I don't want you to somehow think that it's not true because of your past, like the stuff you've experienced or what you're currently living. You know, if you're living check to check, you're single, right? And you really want to be with somebody or you're overweight and you really want to hit your ideal weight goals or you're sitting at home in the middle of a pandemic or, you know, just overall, you're not where you want to be. I want you to use your brilliance, your creativity and your imagination to design what's coming next. I want you to give yourself permission to really bathe yourself and immerse yourself in everything that we're jamming on this month. I want you to drink it up like a beautiful elixir that strengthens your immune system and invigorates your mindset. So today, <laughs> yo, I realize that we're like 29 minutes into this episode, um, but I am going to teach you some stuff, I promise. Uh, so today I want to share with you some of my favorite Bible verses and what they mean to me. Uh, when it comes to your divine DNA. Now, this list is in no particular order. Uh, these are things that I, I just want you to ruminate on. Y'all be trying to use them vocab words, honey. I want you to ruminate on <laughs> in your spirit uh, because these are the things that you're entitled to because of your divine DNA. You ready? Get it ready, get it ready. You're like, Tish, I was ready 30 minutes ago. Let's go. <laughs> Pardon me. Number one. Because of your divine DNA, you are entitled to the fullest extent of God's love. Because of your divine DNA, you are entitled to the fullest extent of God's love. Now, in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, and I'm reading the message version, it says, This resurrection life you received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we're going to get what's coming to us, an incredible inheritance. Mm. Now, personally, I don't know much about that. Um, my biological father has never been a part of my life. And when my mom got pregnant, he wanted her to have an abortion. Uh, he questioned whether or not I was even his child. And he was emotionally abusive to my mom. Now I can remember being a little kid and wondering why some of my classmates had both their parents and I only had one. 
And as I grew older, I learned to reframe what I lacked. And I'm always telling you, you got to reframe the situation. And I tell you that because I learned to do that at an early age and it made all the difference. So I used to tell myself a lot, you know, I may not have a dad, but I have a mom and I have my grandparents and I never lacked anything. And a lot of my badassery comes from this void of not having my biological father in my life. Now, that being said, I've often struggled with the concept of surrender and trusting God because my experience has taught me that if you want something, you got to get up and get it for yourself. Now, while this is true, because it is true, um, it's not the full story. And I've been spending a lot of my own personal journey learning to see the big picture uh, and and learning the full story and learning to be in co-creation with God. And I think that becoming a mom uh, has really helped me understand even just like a tiny little smidge of what God's love really is. Yo, it'd be sometimes that I'm hugging my daughter and I just feel like this completeness, like my heart is humming. Uh, Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, I feel like my heart is humming and I've never felt that before. And I know that that's God, um, that that's the love of the entire universe. And it's gorgeous. And it's everything that you can imagine it to be and more. And it's yours forever, no matter what. So yes, because of your divine DNA, you are entitled to the fullest extent of God's love, no matter what. And number two, because of your divine DNA, you can be confident that God's got your back. I get emails every day from around the world, from women around the world, and they all tend to say the same thing. Letitia, I want to be more confident. And I think it's a classic when I situation, like we all have a a when I situation, like when I feel more confident about myself, I'll make that change. And when I feel more confident about myself, I'll, I'll do what it takes to lose the weight. You know, when I feel more confident about myself, I'll find a new job. You know, when I feel more confident about myself, insert whatever into there, whatever your when I thing is, you know, it's like confidence is this magic elixir and it's going to make it all better, and then you can take action, and then life will be perfect, right? So confidence is the magic elixir, but it's also the bottleneck. Because you don't have it, you don't take action. So it's like stopping you from going down that or going through that process. Well, I hate to break it to you, but it doesn't work like that. Uh, confidence is not the absence of fear. Like, I'm a pretty confident person, and I'm also batshit bat scared, <laughs> like 99.99% of the time. Uh, so confidence and fear are not mutually exclusive, meaning if you have confidence, there's no fear. And if you have fear, there's no confidence. In fact, I think what it is, is that most confident people are usually just giving themselves permission to do it scared. Like that's the thing, like you're just going to have to do it scared. And One thing that I will say, though, is that confident people um, tend to have tapped into the power of their mindset. 
and the power of their focus. So they focus on what they're doing and what they want and anything else that isn't that and anything that especially is trying to talk them out of that uh, doesn't get much airplay in their mind. And that's the superpower. And we all have access to that. I want you to think of a ship. Uh, Ships don't sink because of the water outside. The ship sinks if water starts to get on the inside. And that's what confident people do. They're, They're guarding their minds and their hearts like nobody's business because they understand, even if it's only subconsciously, Uh, that what they're focusing on is going to expand and they're not going to just let any, you know, thought just, you know, they're not going to entertain any thought just because they think it. It's like, nah, that, that is not an alignment with what I want. You got to get out of the ship because you're not going to sink me. And what I have found to be more effective, um, especially if you struggle with confidence is Instead of thinking about confidence itself, I want you to think about where you're placing your confidence because the truth is you're right. You're flawed. You make mistakes. You F up. Um, You know, you're human. I mean, hello, you're human. Congratulations, right? Um, It's part of the deal and we all have it in some way, shape or form. So if you find it to be hard or, you know, it's hard for you to be confident in yourself, I want you to consider placing your confidence in God, the almighty, omnipotent, omniscious God. Um, Because that way, that whole thinking of I can't be confident, you know, because I'm flawed, I'm not enough, I make mistakes. Yeah, you do. Okay. Well, let's not place your confidence in you just yet. Let's shift it to God. And here are some of my favorite Bible verses about confidence that you may not have realized were actually about confidence. (laughs) Psalm uh, 46, uh, verse 5. Psalm 46, verse 5. Am I saying that right? Psalm 46, verse 5. Lord, (laughs) God is within her. She will not fall. That is the uh, New International Version. God is within her. She will not fall. I actually have um, an Aaron Condren planner that I personalized. And on the back cover is that, is that verse. Um, I also wanted to give you the King James Version. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And then Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. I love this one. Um, This was actually my screensaver when I worked in in corporate finance. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Again, that's Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And this is also... Uh, One of my favorite uh, Bible verses, Psalm 91, verse 4. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And feathers for me, like anytime I'm like unsure or uncertain, um, feathers are my sign. And so like I see feathers, and I'm like, to me, that's God's way of saying, yo, I got you. Like, Whatever it is, it never fails. I'll be contemplating something and I'll see feathers and, and it's like, yeah, I got it. I, I get it. I got the message. You're here. So again, these are some of my favorite Bible verses when it comes to confidence. Um, now moving on to number three, because of your divine DNA, you are created in the image of God. 
Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, I've been pretty honest in the past about my struggles with body image, both growing up and now that I'm a mom. And I have found this concept to be very helpful to me uh, when I am in the midst of self-sabotage, thoughts of um, not of, you know, bashing my body or I'm not enough or my body's not enough. Um, I found that this concept has really been helpful to me. So when I find myself, you know, bashing my body like, oh, my stomach, um, I'm chubby, uh, um, I remind myself that I'm made on purpose and that I'm made in the image of God and that my DNA is divine. If you're made in the image of God, that means you have divine DNA. So when you think of it like that, uh, your body really is a temple of God. And there's only one time in the New Testament that Jesus got buck in the temple. And it was because he went to the temple and people weren't treating it like a temple. They weren't treating it like it was sacred. They were like treating it like a market. They were like buying and selling stuff. And Jesus was like, yo, what is this? Like, what is this? Get this out. Um, and that's because a temple is, is sacred, right? A temple is not for a marketplace. It's, it's where you contemplate and commune with God. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you receive from God? I want you to read the Bible like that from now on. Do you not know that your bodies are temples? <laughs> Yo, guess what, boo? That body bashing, that obsession with the scale, that tendency to punish yourself because you don't think your body's perfect, all of that got to stop because you're made in the image of God. And would you do that to God? Would you treat God that way? Hell, would you treat your best friend that way? No, you wouldn't. So that's got to stop. And that's what I have to tell myself. <laughs> it, it just is what it is. And also, um, I want to point out that because you're made in the image of God, there are certain impulses inside of you that you're going to experience in your life, uh, specifically the impulse to create. You know, whether it's creating your own family, your own business, your own book, your own paintings, your own outcomes or solutions, you are called to create. And your creation is your contribution to earth. And it doesn't matter what it is per se. And, and no one's contribution is more important or less important than somebody else's. Because what I have been called to contribute, what I have been called to create is uniquely my own thing. And the same goes for you, right? So, you know, so many brilliant people that I know, that I have the pleasure to have worked with, coached, and, and just even be friends with, so many people I know have the urge to create and they never do, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's the confidence issue or, you know, they have this feeling, well, who am I to do that? Or, you know, it's a million people doing that. You know, how would I add anything new or make money or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, thinking about what they lack. I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, whatever. Girl, bye. I want to say that. I want to say a collective girl bye to, to, to all of us for thinking that way. Who are you? You know, like, who am I to do this, Letitia? Girl, let me tell you who you are. You are a child of God. 
Well, I don't have this and I don't know that. And I don't, well, what do you have? Baby, you have the entire universe in your corner. You are made in the image of God. That DNA of yours is divine. So I I want you to remember that, that those impulses that you have to like do this or do that, that is because you are made in the image of God. And who is God? God is a creator. So are you. Hello. (laughs) Number four, because of your divine DNA, you are entitled to rest. Because of your divine DNA, you are entitled to rest. Now, I threw this one in there because I work with a lot of badass go-getters. Like, I'm serious. I'm just in awe and inspired by all of my clients. You know, we have a session, and I'm thanking them for just letting me be in their presence. Like, that's how amazing they are and how blessed I am. But often, I have more than once had to tell somebody in my tribe, Molly, you in danger, girl. (laughs) Molly, you in danger, girl. That's the second time I'm referencing Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Whoopi, I love you. One day you're going to be on a podcast. I'm calling it now. Anywho, I have to be like, girl, take the day off. Get your hair done. Take the weight of the world off of your shoulders for one minute. It's going to be okay. Like you you can rest. You can do something that you want to do. You can do something that just for the sake of you liking it, not because it's productive. Like I have to actually have these conversations um, with the the beautiful women that I serve. And I I am reminded of the Bible verse, uh, Genesis chapter two, verse two. And it says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. Uh, So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Now, here's the thing. God created the entire universe, right? Like that's how powerful he is. And I think that the verse about rest was put in there not because it was needed, like God needed to rest. I think it was put in there because we needed to see that, that we needed that reminder, like it's okay to rest. Like God created the entire universe. He rested. You could rest too. Now don't get it twisted. I'm not telling you to sit on the couch and eat Doritos while binge watching on my block, right? Like, in other words, do nothing because, you know, God said, you know, he rested and Letitia went on her podcast and said this, that, and the other. I'm not saying to do that. I am saying that it's okay to rest because the creator of the universe did after six days of work. So you can too. And I know that that sounds like common sense, um, but I see people all the time you know, working themselves to the bone. And it's like, nah, boo. Um, you know, rest is just as productive um, as, you know, work. Oh, and before I forget, I want to address a quote that I saw on social on the social medias, because y'all know I love quotes, and I thought this one was interesting. I saw this little quote on the social medias, and it said, if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill or your side hustle started, more knowledge, you never lacked time, you lacked discipline. And when I saw that, that didn't sit right with my spirit. And I was just like, mm, I don't know about all that. Thank goodness somebody updated it. And and now it reads, if you didn't come out of this quarantine with a new skill, your side hustle started, more knowledge, you never lacked time, you lacked discipline. And they crossed out that last part about lacking time and discipline. And they wrote, you're doing just fine. We're going through a collective traumatic experience. Not everyone has the privilege of turning a pandemic uh, into something fun or productive. Stay healthy. 
And ain't that about the truth, though? You know, right now we're living through a pandemic and the outcome remains to be seen. That is some traumatic shit, right? Like it's some scary stuff, man. So if you're just trying to keep your head above water, alodori, too, you do that, boo. Like don't listen to these dipshits out here trying to tell you about yourself when they've never walked a mile in your shoes. And I'm serious about that. I mean, trying to use a pandemic to shame someone for not being a boss, babe. Fuck out of here with that shit, man. Like, I know I'm cussing a lot in this episode, but it's the truth. Don't let anybody make you feel bad for doing the best that you can with the shit show that you've been given. They don't know you and they don't know your life. So don't you let them do it. And if they do, if they try you, you can tell them to come holler at me. I'll let them know, okay? <laughs> and that's for real. That's on everything. Honey bunny? I know that there's so much fear because of all the uncertainty, and I want you to guard your mind. I want you to tell yourself over and over again that your DNA is divine, and I want you to remind yourself of all of the truths I've shared with you today, a gazillion times if need be. Wash your hands, stay safe, and if you don't have any food, send me an email at info at and we will figure something out. You're not alone on this journey. And I'm praying for you and I'm believing great things for you. Oh, and if you're looking for some easy ways to tap into your divine DNA, download the April Born to Thrive 30-Day Challenge over at LetitiaCotto.com. You can find it in the Rebel Resource Library, which is absolutely free, and it features over 50 tools and trainings designed to help you on your journey. Now it's your turn. Head on over to the show notes for today's episode and leave a comment with your greatest takeaway. Which Bible verse spoke the most to you? I want to know. I read all your comments and I'm so grateful that you tune in. I'm cheering for you. Like you've just listened to an episode titled with a lyric taken from Just Fine by Mary J. Blige. From the front row, Letitia. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for rocking with me today. Make sure and subscribe so that you don't miss out on all this goodness. If you love this episode, leave a glowing review on iTunes and share with a friend. Don't forget, the show don't stop here, honey bunny. Join me over at LetitiaCotto.com or find me on Instagram and Pinterest at I am Cotto. You'll find uplifting quotes, life-changing tips and tricks, and a whole lot of inspiration. It's an honor to support you from the front row.